What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a great week so far. Always a busy time in the world of pro wrestling, and there's definitely a lot to talk about, and we will get to that in just a few minutes. But first, thank you, as always, for those of you who continue to support us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. You are absolutely appreciated, no doubt about that. Big shouts to all of you who are subscribed to our podcast on Google, on Spotify, on Apple, or wherever you may be joining us. That means the absolute world to me. If you're brand new, welcome to The Faction. It's great to have you with us. We love talking pro wrestling in a pretty cool way. If you're liking what you're hearing, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can hear our new content as soon as it drops. In addition, if you'd be so kind as to rate us and leave a comment for us wherever you're listening to us, those things make a huge difference in terms of how many people get to actually access what we're doing. So by all means, do that. Great days and great content is on the way. Okay, so there's a lot to talk about. And today I want to make sure we recap what happened on Monday Night Raw and some takeaways from there, as well as some takeaways from NXT. Two big nights for WWE as I just say the Triple H era of WWE is downright special. And it's special for a lot of reasons because we are getting continuity, we're getting consistency, we're getting history, we're getting all kinds of things in this era. And honestly, I think it acknowledges the intelligent wrestling fan while educating the casual fan. And that's really what commentary and pro wrestling are supposed to do. So I'm excited about that. So let's go back and talk about the happenings from Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw took place this week in Louisville, Kentucky. I'll say right off the top, a much better audience in Louisville than we had last week in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I really think Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania may go down in that same category as some of the other questionable cities to do television for WWE. And I'm sure after the responses from that kind of show, they figured out, ah, we may not head back to Wilkes-Barre for a TV show. Maybe we'll go for a house show. But be that as it may, Louisville, Kentucky absolutely rocked on Monday night. And so we'll talk through some of the results and some of the real takeaways. Well, really, let's talk takeaways because there were some big news items coming out of this. I want to start with the biggest news item, in my opinion, that came out of this that really, I think, caught people off guard and it happened so quickly that people may have missed it. So during the Austin Theory match, lead commentator Kevin Patrick uttered two words that we have not heard in WWE in probably four months now. Mr. McMahon. Yes, he actually said it. Go back and check it out. As Austin Theory is wrestling, they talk about Austin Theory and they talk about how he was a protege of Mr. McMahon. Now, that is important for a lot of reasons. First and foremost, you have to understand that one of the things that WWE has been doing expertly during the Triple H era has been leaving us breadcrumbs. Random small things will happen that you need to start paying attention to. Go back to the rollout for the White Rabbit and Bray Wyatt. It started with a random QR code that showed up. 
And then we were off to the races. The things that happened with the entrance of Dexter Loomis, it showed up in a way where he was literally over in the corner of a screen and people didn't even recognize what was happening. You have to pay attention to the breadcrumbs that are happening on Monday Night Raw and on WWE programming in general. So with that said, The first mention of Vince McMahon on WWE television since his retirement back in July. And it was a small mention, but it now makes you wonder, since WWE has not uttered the name Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon, or any other specific named reference to him, what does that mean? Does that mean that Vince McMahon, at least in name, is back in WWE good graces or at least back long enough to be able to mention his name. Now, in case you're unaware, the investigation that was going on into Vince McMahon uh, that was internal in WWE finished a few weeks back. And while the WWE mentioned it in its quarterly corporate report, they did not say specifically what the suggestions were of the board who was investigating Vince McMahon and all of the practices that happened during that particular period. So it's very interesting because it certainly seems as though the investigation is over. We don't know if there will be any sort of criminal investigation from the government or anything like that. But one small mention of Mr. McMahon really is the thing that I'm paying attention to because it could mean a lot of things. Now, there was a story, a rumor that came out about a month or so ago that it's possible that Vince McMahon's name is being thrown around to be inducted into the Hall of Fame during WrestleMania when it goes to L.A. in April. And initially it was being said, no, that's not going to happen. His name has not even been mentioned. But here it is, November. November was historically the time where, again, WrestleMania tickets would go on sale. Now, they are already on sale and they've already been selling very, very well. But it wouldn't be crazy ending the year to hear our first nominee for the Hall of Fame or even certainly coming out of the Royal Rumble. So we're still a ways away from that. But yeah, Mr. McMahon mentioned on WWE television. Yeah, one of my biggest takeaways from Monday Night Raw. Here's one of the other big takeaways. As we are now less than two weeks away from the Survivor Series, it was becoming very, very clear that there are holes. There are holes on both the men's and women's war games teams. Who would fill the holes for the women's match? As we knew coming into it, we knew that we would get damage control against this tandem that has been put together by Bianca Belair, which includes Asuka and Alexa Bliss. So there were two slots left on that side, two slots left on the other side. Last week, we found out that the damage control side would have an addition, and that addition would be the wild and crazy Nikki Cross hashtag no longer a superhero. So Nikki Cross, part of that team, leads to asking who would be the fifth member? Would it be somebody from NXT? Would it be someone currently on the Raw or SmackDown rosters? And if so, who would it be? Well, it looked as though they were recruiting Mia Yim, who of course debuted last week as part of the OC. Mia Yim, 
was being recruited by Damage Control to be the fifth member. And it would certainly make some degree of sense for sure, as right now it seems as though her only issue is with Rhea Ripley, but she could obviously take whatever side she wants. Well, she would come out later that night during a match between EO Sky and Dana Brooke to be able to say, hey, I have made a decision on which side I'm joining, and she announces she's joining Bianca Belair's team. So that gives Bianca Belair four, and that gives damage control four. Then we'd find out backstage that the fifth member would show up being Rhea Ripley, saying that if Mia's on that side, I want to get my hands on Mia. And so now the damage control team is full. You've got damage control, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley, a very formidable team, in my opinion, for war games. The question now is, who will be the fifth member of the team at Survivor Series war games? Now, I'm just going to tell you right off the rip, I'm concerned, and I'm concerned for a few reasons. For one, my theory has been the entire time that we will see Naomi and Sasha show up for war games. If indeed there is only one slot, that means only one of them might fill that if either of them actually do. So there's a couple of things that are interesting to me. One, it would certainly make sense for Naomi and Sasha to be a part of this. Two, most of the participants in this have participated in war games in some way, shape, or form. The only ones that have not at this particular point are Asuka, Alexa, and Bailey, right? But Bianca has incredible experience there. Mia Yim was scheduled to be a part, and I'll talk about the Mia Yim piece in a second. Obviously, the rest of Damage Control being EO Sky and Dakota Kai, they've been a part, as has Rhea Ripley, and I believe Nikki Cross has as well. So, with all of that said, obviously, new opportunities for Bailey, new opportunities for Asuka and Alexa Bliss. Now, the Mia Yim piece gets interesting, and here's why. Mia Yim was supposed to be a part of the original NXT War Games match on the women's side. However, she was taken out in an attack that happened before the match, and she was not part of War Games. So this is an opportunity for redemption, or is it? Could the same thing happen again to Mia Yim with her being attacked perhaps before War Games begins, making room for Sasha and Naomi to come back in War Games? Maybe, maybe not. I will say this, it does have me concerned because if only one of the two of them are making their way back for Survivor Series, who would it be? It seems to make sense that it would be Sasha as it's going to be in Boston but maybe it won't be. So this gets very interesting. If we don't see Sasha and Naomi at Survivor Series, what happens then? And I think that's the question that a lot of us are starting to ask and that reality is starting to sink in for me. And I don't know how you feel about it, but you tell me, I'd love to hear from you guys. Sasha, Naomi, Survivor Series. Do you think that's actually going to happen? Do you think either of them will appear? And if so, which one? Let us know on the socials right now at The Faction Show. Monday Night Raw was absolutely incredible. The main event, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, the U.S. title. Man, those two can do no wrong. Incredible. And we're also seeing the building of Austin Theory. 
which is interesting. Theory is trying to prove a point to a lot of us, and it's interesting to see if you're down with Austin Theory or not. So, a lot coming out of Monday Night Raw. One of the other big pieces of news actually happened after Monday Night Raw went off of the air. Now, on Monday Night Raw this week, we saw Akira Tozawa on screen for the first time in a very long time. He ended up in a match against Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin would win the match. And then shortly thereafter, he would post on Twitter two words. Thank you. It also included his gear. And it's got a lot of people asking, is Akira Tozawa leaving WWE? The cryptic tweet has a lot of people asking questions. For me, I actually wonder if it's one of two things. I think that it's not Akira Tozawa leaving. I think it's Akira Tozawa perhaps having a character change, perhaps going away from the whole ninja thing and going back to being the Akira Tozawa that we saw in the Cruiserweight Classic, the Akira Tozawa that became the Cruiserweight Champion, the Akira Tozawa that came from Japan that we both feared and respected. I hope that that is what we're seeing. But there are lots of questions. People don't know if this is the end of Akira Tozawa in WWE. If it is, I have to say this. I mean, I don't know that he had the kind of run that was indicative of what he did in Japan. And I don't know if this means an opportunity to return to Japan to do the kind of wrestling that he would want to do. I think there are a lot of questions. I think one of the other questions is, you know, when you're looking at the paychecks that come from WWE, are you more interested in perhaps having a lesser paycheck but greater opportunities in the ring? Or are there better opportunities for you to make more money outside of WWE? So we'll be watching to see if Akira Tozawa stays in WWE, has a character change, a return to form, or if he ends up leaving the company. We'll keep you posted on that. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the happenings from NXT last night because there were many. We'll get into all of that when we come back. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. Hey, How about that? Oh. 
The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Word a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win and there's a you, there will always be the S-H-W. Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, aka the author of Damn Why Did I Write This Book 2, How to Play the Game, and you are listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. Cheer! So we're about to have a conversation about NXT from last night. If indeed you have not watched yet or you don't want any spoilers, then press pause on this podcast, finish watching NXT, and then come back as we bring you analysis. If you're okay with spoilers or you've already watched, then by all means, keep listening to this episode. Now then, let's talk about NXT last night. NXT, of course, taking place in Orlando, Florida always doing great things. And I want to just start by saying this. NXT has really stepped its game up from its 2.0 iteration. Obviously, they made the change back in September to go back to what we know as NXT. And in that, they have really provided some incredible, incredible matches and incredible shows. For instance, we've got a normal episode of NXT that has Two title matches, which includes the NXT Championship and the NXT Women's Championship, bookmarked by two incredible matches. And that is exciting to see. Great matches. Braun Breaker retains the NXT Championship. We'll talk about the women's title match in a little bit because that was significant. But then there were some other big, big things coming out of NXT. Can we just full on? Put some respect on the name of J.D. McDonough. The artist formerly known as Jordan Devlin has come into NXT and is kicking butt and taking names with what I believe are five-star performances every single week. Let's just look at his last three matches. Him and Ilya Dragunov, an instant classic as we knew it would be. Then last week, him and Axiom, another incredible classic. Now this week, him and Apollo Crews, we've got to acknowledge the absolute brilliance of J.D. McDonough. In a space where we're talking about matches being bangers, he keeps giving us banger after banger after banger. If you've not been watching NXT and you long for what that old black and gold was, J.D. McDonough is who you need to be paying attention to. Whenever he comes on your screen inside of the ring, pay close attention. Don't spend time texting. Don't hop on social media. Don't play your favorite game. Watch these matches because he is giving us brilliance inside this ring. 
It's special. I loved him over in NXT UK. I loved him when he was the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. He's that guy. And I honestly think he is being groomed perhaps to potentially take that title from Braun Breaker. Because honestly, I think he has better matches than Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker has a certain style. And let's be fair. Braun Breaker is still in his first year or now two years in the business. Jordan Devlin, or excuse me, J.D. McDonough, has been doing this for a long, long time. And it shows in what he is producing. An incredible match. Go back and watch the match from last night that J.D. McDonough has with Apollo Crews. It's special. And then go back and watch his last three matches on NXT. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So let's start there because that is a very, very special time. Now then, let's go to the big announcement that came out of NXT, which is the Iron Survivor Challenge. That is a brand new match concept being brought to us by NXT. It was announced by Shawn Michaels. And so here's how this match is going to go. It's a new concept. So five superstars will compete in this match that has a 25-minute time limit they're battling themselves and they're battling the clock two superstars will start the match and every five minutes a new superstar will enter the match until all five are in the ring now the goal is to have the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes falls can be won via pinfall submission or disqualification when you win a fall, you gain one point. However, if a superstar loses the fall, that superstar will end up paying a penalty. That penalty will have them being forced out of the ring and into a penalty box for 90 seconds. Once the 90 seconds are up, the superstar can re-enter the match. And the superstar who scored the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes will win the Iron Survivor Challenge and become the number one contender to either the NXT Championship or the NXT Women's Championship. So clearly there's going to be an Iron Survivor Challenge match for the women and the men so if you follow wrestling this particular match concept is kind of an amalgamation of a few things it's got some of the elements of war games in it it's got some of the elements of a scramble challenge in it it also has elements of the old impact king of the mountain match particularly where if you lose a fall you get put into the penalty box so I'll say this, I think one of the things that pro wrestling always needs are new match concepts. And because there have been so many matches attempted, it's getting harder and harder to have a match concept that is new. The other challenge is to try not to have that match concept be too complicated so that people can follow along. I'm liking the idea of this iron challenge match. I like things that are different because it's going to require different psychology and different strategy for superstars and for fans. Now, I do have one major question. In fact, two questions. One, one of the things that Shawn Michaels mentioned is that if you lost a fall, you would also lose a point. So there's that, which I think that is super interesting. But the other interesting thing is if you're going to have five superstars participating in this match, two superstars start 
And then every five minutes, a new superstar enters the match. Where this is different is, on one hand, there's an advantage to coming in as the first two superstars because you can be racking up falls during that entire time. The flip side to it is you have to have endurance to go the entire 25 minutes. Now, I had a question, but I think I answered my own question as I reviewed the rules again, because my first thought is, well, if you have five superstars entering at five minutes, that's the full 25 minutes. However, with the first two superstars entering the match, then every five minutes, an additional superstar comes in. That means the fifth superstar to enter the match comes in at the 15 minute mark. So again, here again, it, it kind of combines like Royal Rumble ideas with War Games ideas, et cetera, et cetera. But again, on one hand, you don't want to be the last person in. And on the other hand, you do, because when you come in, ideally, the other four competitors are weak and perhaps you can score more falls. It's going to be an incredible idea. I like it a lot. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how it's executed. They're going to have to have the right people in. And I like it. I like it. I like it. What are your thoughts on this new concept of the Iron Survivor Challenge? And again, Iron Man match in there as well. So it's kind of an amalgamation of about four or five different match concepts into one. I think this could work if it's done right. And we'll certainly find out in a couple of weeks at the last NXT Premium Live event of 2022. And that's called NXT deadline one of the other pieces coming out of nxt is the debut of isla dawn isla dawn again coming from nxt uk i've been wondering when she would show up on wwe television and i'm glad that she's here she was certainly an interesting force and an interesting character on nxt uk her making her entry into this women's title match last night was certainly a good move but i did ask the question how many times are we going to have number one Mandy Rose versus Alba Fire and number two how many times does Alba Fire lose to Mandy Rose as she has now lost this is at least the third title match they've had that she has lost one way or another so in my opinion I think at this point Alba Fire should not be getting any more title matches at least no time soon and now Alba Fire Isla Dawn I think creates a very interesting dynamic in the women's division in NXT which again is a win. Last night's episode of NXT I thought was definitely top tier. And once again, NXT is figuring out the secret sauce that makes them an incredible force. I'm loving all things connected to the WWE's product right now. And this is a good time to be a pro wrestling fan because we're getting a lot of great wrestling in a lot of spaces. So then, tonight, AEW Dynamite, it's the go-home show for a full gear and obviously one of the things that AEW does certainly the week of a show is add more matches so we'll obviously be getting more matches coming your way tonight more information as well and I'm imagining we'll find out if the elite ends up taking on death triangle for the trios titles at full gear we'll find out all of that I'm sure tonight on AEW 
Dynamite. Hey, couple of quick things. For one, join me tonight on WWT Live. You can find that on Twitch and on YouTube. Just look out for WW Talk Pod or Women's Wrestling Talk. Search for either of those and you'll find me there on Twitch and YouTube tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. And you can always go to either of those channels to check out any of the previous shows we've done. Also, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfide, a great way to get some new gear. We've got brand new merch there, including the new t-shirt, Five Seconds of Courage, and the one that kicked it all off, Bet on You. Black Friday is coming, and a big sale is coming this Friday, 20% off for all merchandise there at Pro Wrestling Tees, which includes the Bet on You and five seconds of courage t-shirts so hopefully you'll check that out prowrestlingtees.com slash bonafide we'll be talking more about that and uh, certainly the link is in our bio it's in my bio for sure so you can definitely check that out thank you guys so much for your continued support of all things connected to the faction and until next time family representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray my name's gerard bonner and this is the faction Solid my pain.